Welcome, everyone, to the Tuesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley, and we are going to start with one of my favorite reports for the month. That is the rate lock volume data that we get from Black Knight once a month, and it's it's awesome. It's one of my favorite reports because it looks at credit scores. It looks at you know rate locks, which I think is a better indication of mortgage demand. So I'm a big fan of this report, and here's what's up. Rate lock volume was up to start the year 2022. And one of the big reasons for that, purchases. Yeah, purchases were up. The big reason for the almost double digit jump that we saw in January, once again, this according to the Black Knight Mortgage Monitor Report, overall rate lock volume was up 9.5% when compared to the previous month. However, overall rate lock volume was down 37.4% when compared to January 2021. So things are up month to month. Year to year is a completely different story. Uh, It'll be interesting to see in a couple of months if this housing market stays hot, what that year-over-year data looks like. Now, the almost double-digit jump in rate locks was thanks to a big 19.9% jump in purchase volume, which was also up 7.7% year-over-year, which makes sense. As we all know, the purchase market is hotter than it was a year ago, only comparable probably to the summer of 2021. But yeah, that that doesn't surprise me at all. Cash out refi volume was actually up 9.2% month over month and was up 4.1% year over year. And then rate term refinances was down 16.5% from December. And what do you think year over year? 80.5%, (laughs) which, yeah, okay, when uh, rates are rising, you are going to see rate term refis uh, fall, and especially when they're rising at sort of the rate we're seeing right now, yeah, they're going to kind of fall off a cliff, but here's what's interesting. Rate term refis continue to have the best credit score on average, even with a one-point drop month over month to 733 That's still down, though, 16 points from one year ago. Purchase average score increased two points to 732, which is one point lower than one year ago. And cash out refis fell two points to 723 and were 22 points lower than one year ago. But here's the real takeaway. These are all in the mid 700s. I mean, for the most part, I guess maybe a little closer to lower 700s. But we're still talking about 730 credit scores. And yeah, cash out refi 723. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's remember when people compare this housing market to 2008, just remind them of this and say, look at the average credit score for what's happening right now with uh, mortgages compared to where we were in 2008. Uh, it should be noted Black Knight price, the 30 year conforming mortgage rate at 3.77% to end the month, which is 42 basis points higher than December and is up 94 basis points from where we were one year ago. So rates, as we all know, are rising and there's your evidence. Black and white right there without 
equivocation. Uh, Scott Hat, president of Optimal Blue, said that the rise in cash out refis and purchases kind of makes sense with what's happening with the market right now, saying, quote, with some $10 trillion in homeowner tappable equity in the market, it makes sense that we would see cash out refis on the rise. The significant jump in purchase originations can likely be attributed in part to typical pent up post-holiday demand. It could also represent skittish home buyers hoping to lock in historically low rates being spurred to action by the quick acceleration in the 30-year offerings over the opening weeks of the month. So people are seeing rates. They know they're going up. They're like, we got to lock in. And like I said, it's kind of similar to what happened in summer of 2021. Bidding wars, no inventory. And yeah, and it's, people are starting to get a little concerned. And so if they can find a house similar to what they're looking for and they can put a successful bid in, they're locking and they're saying, let's go. So not that surprising. Refis, rate term down, cash outs up with all that equity that's out there. And of course, uh, purchases also up to start the year. Now, here's some good news. Every time we've talked about inflation here on the podcast, it's been bad news. (laughs) Numbers higher than expected. People not confident at all and what's going to be happening with inflation. But here you go for the first time in 16 months, consumer expectations about inflation fell. This is the first time since October, 2020. This according to the New York feds, January survey of consumer expectations, median one year inflation expectations fell to 5.8% from 6% in December. That is the first decline, like I said, October 2020, 16 months. It's been a while. (laughs) So that could be good news. Now, median three-year expectations saw a decline to 3.5% from 4% in December. And I should say, like, this is good news. Because if there's one thing we've noticed is that the people, for some reason, seem to be doing a better job of realizing what's happening in the actual economy versus the people in power who should know this. Like the Fed's like, oh, man, I can't believe inflation's at 7.5%. This totally took us by surprise. And meanwhile, you look at the inflation expectations and consumers are like, yeah, we expected that. (laughs) We were ahead of you on this. (laughs) It's just a little surprising is all now it should also be noted both levels that's median one year median three year expectations are still well above their pre-pandemic level so they fell but they are still well above where we were before the coronavirus hit now with the housing market heating up so are expectations about housing prices once again People see what's going on out there, especially people who are maybe thinking about buying a home or already in the process, and they see how tight inventory is, and they know what that's going to do to home prices. And of course, the bids they're having to put in, having to bid over ask. So they know what's happening. Median year ahead home price change expectations increased to 6% from 5.5% in December. Expectations are now one percentage point higher in just two months. So in November, it had fallen to 5%. And now here we are two months later, boom, 6%. No cooling down. 
It's no one. Consumers don't think that. Experts don't think that. Nobody. If anyone tells you that, stop listening to them and walk away because they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, earnings were mostly unchanged for the month. Median one year ahead expected earnings growth was unchanged at 3%, but remains above the 2021 average of 2.6%. And the median expected growth in household income, that fell barely 0.1 percentage points to 3.3%, but remains above the 2021 average of 2.9%. So, People expect their incomes to go up. They're expecting inflation to still be somewhat hot, 6%. Or I should say they pulled it back now to 5.8. That's still higher, though, than what they expect from their earnings. And they expect home prices to go up. So the top top line number was good news. But the fact that people don't think their earnings are going to keep up and that home prices are going to continue to rise may make them a little less confident in the overall economy. And before we go, I did want to touch on this because I was kind of surprised by this number that I saw from the Mortgage Bankers Association. So they released their prediction for what was going to be happening this year with regards to commercial and multifamily lending. And I've been hearing some people talk about commercial real estate and the potential problem that we're facing with, of course, these changes that are now apparent in our economy with how people go to work. And by that, I mean not going to work. Does this office space need to exist? People buying things online, does that retail space need to exist? So I would have thought we would see a decline. And in reality, they're predicting an increase. Total commercial and multifamily mortgage lending is expected to break a trillion dollars for the first time ever. In 2022, this again, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association, this is a 13% increase from the 900 billion that was estimated to have happened in 2021. Jamie Woodwell, MBA's Vice President for Commercial Real Estate Research, said this increase is directly tied to the increase in values, saying, quote, commercial real estate lending volumes are closely tied to the values of the underlying properties. In 2021, those values rose by more than 20%, and those increases will fuel further demand for mortgage debt in the coming years. Now, this is very different than what I've heard from other places who have said that there is a big problem with commercial real estate. Case in point, J. Scott Scheel, just a few weeks ago, predicted on Fox News that commercial real estate would soon experience a bloodbath of 2008 proportions, saying uh, on Fox News, quote, certainly all of your hospitality has been devastated throughout this pandemic. And over the course of the last couple of years, that in and of itself is going to cause massive defaults. So that's going to be a huge crisis in and of itself. And then obviously we know that banks, when they start to take on defaulted assets, they're not really in a position to make loans. And so many of those assets that did stabilize, but have now been hurt are going to be hamstrung by their balance sheets because three years of historic operating statements won't really be there to support new debt with values plummeting. And on that note, The Wall Street Journal reported that so far, only an average of 33% of the workforce has returned to the office during the first week of February in the 10 major cities that they surveyed. And so maybe there's some 
sort of geographical bias on this? You know, are people looking at big cities and taking too much away versus what's happening outside of those major cities? Is there, because I'll tell you, I talked to someone the other day who was actually looking for commercial space and here in Wilmington, they couldn't find any <laughs> office space. And I was like, really? That's weird because I've been hearing about how there's this huge problem with commercial real estate and that it's gonna there's gonna be all these vacancies. And he said, well, I don't know if they're gonna happen, but they're not happening right now. And I'll be honest, I don't know what's gonna happen. I would have thought, yeah, we're definitely gonna see some problems with commercial real estate. But here you have the Mortgage Bankers Association saying, no, nah, we expect commercial real estate to go up. And maybe that's because of more mixed use and the possible zoning changes that could be happening with commercial. We've heard about that in some big cities, you know, office buildings possibly being turned into residential buildings. And so I don't know enough about commercial real estate to give you any type of intelligent prediction, but it is interesting that you are seeing very differing views when it comes to commercial real estate moving forward. Some saying boom time, others saying bloodbath. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't, does that mean it's going to be somewhere in the middle, like normalized? Time will tell. Time will tell on that. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy your Tuesday. We'll be back here Wednesday morning for another edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. <laughs>